Welcome to the Gentle Counselor podcast, episode number 14. My name is Crystal, and at The Gentle Counselor, I provide online resources to support the mental health and well-being of parents and children. Today on the podcast, we have a very special guest, Aperna from Beauty in Parenting, and she's going to be talking to us today about the importance of breathwork and sensory activities for our mental health. She's a parent coach, meditation teacher, motivational speaker, and essential oils educator. She helps families feel more flow, joy, and ease through joyful self-care practices, mindset work, and effective communication techniques. Welcome to the Gentle Counselor podcast, Aperna. Hi, Crystal. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really happy to be here. It's always so nice when you find a fellow parent in this field where we're all working towards creating, you know, wholesome uh, children and you know, coming from a holistic approach, I love that you've got this range of skills that you're combining in what you do. Yes, thank you so much. Yeah, it's really, I have such huge facets of what I do to help families. And so I'm always, um, I'm always really humbled and honored to be able to speak on all of that. Amazing. So let's talk a bit about what does mental health and well-being mean to you? Mental health and well-being. I'm such a huge advocate for mental health. It means really, you know, the freedom to take care of your needs and expressing yourself in ways that feel really good and nourishing, I think is, is the best way that I can explain what mental health means to me. It's something that um, feels very nurturing, very mothering to me and really honors an expression of myself and what, what I'm needing, that giving myself that time to be um, you know, self, you know, selfish in some ways, but also selfless in other ways. And it just, it's, it's a way of, it's a way of taking that time regularly or daily to just take care of myself. I love how you explain that. And you're right. It's like a healthy way of being selfish. And I feel like we forget that when we become parents, because then you become so selfless where you're every day every hour focuses on your children especially when they're younger but at some point we do have to realize that if we keep going that way we're going to burn ourselves out if we're not careful yeah yeah absolutely is there a particular mental health concern that you have at the moment either about yourself or your child or just in general uh i'm i'm really concerned as a as a parent coach and um you know with my family about how much we're taking time in our day to breathe, how much we're taking time in our day to tap into what our bodies need, how stressed we are, and that mind-body connection and, and you know, our stress levels in terms of how deeply we're breathing and understanding how much it has an effect on our mental health. I believe that the calmer our bodies are, the more present we can be to life's goodness and That's why sensory activities like indoor crafts, a lot of outdoor movement, art activities, essential oils help both children and adults to feel really calm and collected. It just feels really good. And is that nice little, it's it's like a guilty pleasure, but it becomes, especially when I'm working with others, it becomes a part of their daily routine and lifestyle. And so definitely just how much we're having that sensory experience, that, that, you know, mindful or meditative experience with ourselves to pause. 
yes, often we're talking about engaging in sensory activities with our children, yet we forget mm-hmm. that adults also have sensory needs. And these are, yeah, yeah. I love that you're going to share with us ways that we can do it as adults because mm-hmm. you're right with breathing. I notice when I feel really stressed or if I've had a busy day, if I've ended the day with a headache, I've realized it's because I was shallow breathing so much during the day. And if I take time to notice my breath and do a few deep breaths, it really helps me not get a headache or a migraine, for example. Like for me, that's one of my things that I struggle with if I'm not Mm -hmm. taking care of my body. Exactly. Yeah. I had a day recently where I just, um, things didn't go right and I wasn't breathing properly. I was pretty stressed out. I ended up having... Uh, as you said, I, I ended up having a headache too at the end of the day. I don't get headaches too much because I'm usually pretty focused on especially doing a body scan and, and really softening my, um, my head and jawline as I tend to clench and grind and tense up at night as while sleeping, my jawline. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's a lot of now my body is, is like a friend and it tells me when I need to just chill. I need to just take that time and relax. Um, for myself in a loving way, in a loving way too. Can you share with us a bit about your own mental health journey? Yeah, I was a really premature baby. I was three months premature um, when I was born and I spent a lot of time in the hospital. And through that, I developed pretty poor lung capacity and I was really just a really highly sensitive child. Um, I grew up being bullied by a lot of friends and family for a lot of reasons. My appearance, um, looking different, living in a predominantly um, Caucasian town, and I'm of Indian descent, and uh, just experiencing a ton of anxiety and depression through my late 20s. And I went through working with a lot of therapists, being on antidepressants for 10 years, and um, really going through those periods through high, high school, through college and adulthood um, of just not feeling settled within myself, not um, feeling worthy, not, you know, needing a lot of validation. And so I spent a lot of time feeling alone. I spent a lot of time feeling like I didn't belong. And I was a part of a lot of unhealthy one-sided friendships and really abusive ro- romantic relationships and didn't feel like I had that connection to myself. Um, and outside of myself, other than others' expectations for the way that I should look and my grades and my career choices and things like that too. So I've been through a lot of, a lot of working on my own mental health, a lot of positive affirmations, a lot of smiling in the mirror. Um, I, didn't, I, was really, I was a very serious child, and so working through a lot of journaling and working on my thoughts especially and building myself up is a huge practice for anyone. Um, But especially as an entrepreneur, especially if you're growing, creating your own business to just taking that time to flex that muscle of, of mental health of, you know, being your own empowering self is a beautiful journey. And what are some things that you are currently doing for your mental health? I developed uh, around 2016 a meditation practice using essential oils um, for a sense of focus, direction, and groundedness after I had 
a huge period, about six months of transition where my grandmother passed away. Um, I had an apartment in a big city that flooded and I left a job and moved back home where I am here to a different job that didn't work out working in schools. And yeah, I left, you know, I left an abusive relationship, as I said, and went on to work with a life and business coach to help heal and launch the business that I have now as a parent coach and as a meditation teacher and speaker and oils educator. And so every day I am getting up early. I am spending time with myself before I talk with anybody else, before I talk with my own family, taking even five, 10 minutes, even just taking a couple of moments in the shower, sitting with myself and my intention for my day, um, whether I need a quieter day, whether I'm really focused and productive um, or need clarity or creating something and having that meditative practice where I am sitting with crystals um, and sitting in a seated posture and really connecting to a higher power, whether that's God or the universe, with my intentions and my gratitude for the day. Um, and sometimes I will journal if I need to, depending on what I'm needing for my business or my personal mental health. And really just taking that time every day to also honestly dance and sing is a beautiful way for me to express myself as I spent so much time as a child suppressing my own voice literally. Um, so taking that time to, you know, even communicate with somebody, you know, alongside the work that I do of doing private sessions and really just, yeah, having, having ways that I can express myself is a huge thing that I notice when I don't do that, I tend to um, close off. It's amazing that you were able to reach this point where you recognized I guess sort of the buildup of all these traumas you had that then propelled you into this better way of being and living. And it sounds like you've got a lot of really good practices that align with you and that you're really enjoying and that now you're having this great insight and you're able to reflect back on, Oh, I'm this way because that's happened to me in my childhood. And then not only accepting that, but then finding ways to turn it around. Like you said, like I was a quiet child and my voice was suppressed, but now here I am speaking out and finding things that I love to do yeah. and speaking your mind. And it's great. It's, it's an amazing journey of growth that you've gone through. Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's a, uh, and you as well, it's a beautiful, um, it's a beautiful journey of getting to know yourself and, and love yourself and give back give back to others. So now I, I am coaching others on self-care and, you know, meditation and all these things that I needed the most uh, growing up and that, you know, therapists and other people would recommend for me to try, but I didn't, you know, I didn't try it due to, you know, the timing of my life and when I felt most called to do that. So now I'm having those moments of um, getting quiet. I am honing my intuition and I'm better able to be a meditation teacher and tune into others or to be a parent coach and just really hone in on what others are needing and what's aligning the most in who I'm helping to empower and seeing that bigger, helping to see that bigger vision for them too. is really beautiful. Yes, you're right. When we then start helping others on the similar journey that we've been through and sharing our practices, it's like you're solidifying that into your daily habit, but also then you, you realize the difference that you're making in other people's lives. And then it's a completely different mindset shift where you come purely from a place of serving 
um, because then yes. you don't have anything to gain. It's all about serving others because we don't want people to feel the way that we have felt. And, you know, statistically speaking, those that go into helping professions like teachers, psychologists, coaches, um, generally are in that role because they have suffered um, in their childhood and this right. is sort of your way of working through that. Working through that, yeah. And knowing knowing when, you know, knowing too honestly when, when uh, I'm being triggered, when other things are triggering me and being able to sort through and process that and, and separating that from from my work or from, you know, and not not um not internalizing things and and yeah just having that level of separation between how i'm feeling and what's going on um externally too is really really, yeah yeah, that's really good advice because i'm an empath and i struggle with that a lot but i'm also a school counselor at the moment (laughs) and so that's in addition to the work i'm doing with some of the mothers that i do um that i'm helping with their healing journey and the gentle motherhood membership that i offer And you're right. At some point, we also do have to protect our own energy um, and not sit with it too long because it's also not our journey. It's someone else's Mm -hmm. journey and Mm -hmm. we're simply guiding them along and providing that support. Yeah, those boundaries. Boundaries are huge, are a huge thing you learn, especially um, if you're creating your own business and if you're doing this type of, of healing type of relational work with others um, and working with families or with other people and helping them to heal, you know, or, uh, you know, look within, look, or, you know, look within or work on what's going on. And where have you found the most support? I found the most support earlier in life. I was pretty, um, I was, I, I want to say that I was pretty antisocial. I wasn't antisocial. I had many friends, but I had a lot of social anxiety too. Um, I found most support in a few close friends that felt most comfortable to me. I found a lot of support through um, guidance counselors, therapists. And now I find the most support as an entrepreneur with friends locally, online, for sure. I've met many, many people the past few years who became wonderful, beautiful um, friends or soul family, or, you know, we felt a great alignment and collaborations. I have huge parent coaching and meditation online communities that are worldwide um, that I'm a part of, and they aren't mine. I'm not the owner of them, but they are the creator of them. I'm simply a part of them. and We meet regularly to work in our businesses, check in with our personal lives and just laugh and have fun. And um, also the life and business coach and friend who's helped me to support me these past four years after that transition um, has been really, just really beautiful, beautiful um, soul to, to uh, have alongside this journey. That's so wonderful. It sounds like you've really generated this amazing community around you. Yes. Yeah. Taken, it's taken a while. Yeah. Are there any uh, tools or resources that you would like to share with our audience listening that have really helped you? Yeah, I have. I have a few. Um, one of my one of my favorite ones is Practice You, which is a book slash journal. It's more of a journal, but it's a lovely watercolor journal for mental health 
with um, many different writing prompts for your inner child from different ages in each chapter. And it also has a companion card deck. And it's by a lovely mama and yoga teacher and essential oils educator named Elena Brower. She is my, my essential oils mentor and has helped me also along in my healing journey. And so that's just a beautiful one for adults, especially I've, helped, I've worked with others in recovery here um, who have really gained a lot of wisdom and connection through understanding their emotions through this journal, Practice You. It's available on Amazon and um, Elena Brower, B-R-O-W-E-R.com. Essential Emotions is a handbook for learning the properties of essential oils for well-being and some wonderful ones I recommend to families. Uh, Lemongrass is a beautiful lemon candy type of essential oil that is a grass and not a citrus, but it's lovely for mental focus, for cleansing your energy if you're feeling stuck and just inhaling it and having it around you. It's great for uh, bug repellent in the summertime too. Um, This time of year here, I recommend things like rose is lovely for emotional supports and as perfume. Lavender, many people love for sleep. Magnolia is a beautiful oil of compassion. I use every, um, every night to help me sleep. It has similar properties to lavender. Frankincense is a tree oil I really enjoy for grounding and a lot of physical um, soreness and aches as well. It's a nice all-purpose oil, great for the skin. Uh, Definitely recommend it for families. Uh, Any kind of mint that you have around, spearmint, um, peppermint, is really invigorating for those who are feeling very stuck. Peppermint is the oil of a buoyant heart, and a lot of my friends in recovery especially men loved using it and love just felt that connection to how um, inspiring and invigorating it, invigorating it is to the body. And then any kind of citrus is lovely to have on hand in your collection. Grapefruit, um, wild orange is the oil of abundance. Uh, Bergamot, bergamot is a oil of self-acceptance. And so those are some lovely oils that I wanted to recommend to your listeners and I offer free 30 minute wellness consultations too with essential oils and I'll uh, share the links to that a little bit later. And also um, Gabby Bernstein is a um, a very well-known spiritual coach author. Um, I attended her Spirit Junkie Masterclass live in New York City in 2017 and that's where I met a lot of my um, more spiritual soul family and other entrepreneurs to help launch my career and so and also build my meditation practice to help family so she's been a really huge influence for me in um in the the birthing of my business as well thank you for sharing that those all sound like such amazing resources and i've recently been delving into the world of essential oils and i do find it interesting um the effects that some of them can have and I use it like to diffuse at night mostly at the moment because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a beginner. I'm still trying to figure it yeah. out, but I very quickly realized the combination of uh, lavender, frankincense and copaiba were like a mm. knockout and I would just yeah. be asleep instantly. Yep. And, yeah. and even this morning I was thinking, Oh, I, I don't think I fell asleep that well last night. And lo and behold, I didn't use any of 
yeah. stuff. And now I've got some of those little rollers that you can make and the kids love mm-hmm. using them. And mm-hmm. I like, it's not medicinal and I know there's a bit of controversy around it, but I figure what's like, what's the harm if this is something natural and you're using it appropriately. And I love yeah, the smell of it. It doesn't have any of that toxic um, smell to it. And I know it's not going to harm me or my children or, or, you know, anyone in our household. For sure. Yeah. It's beautiful because each of our body chemistry is in tune with different oils and it's just really fun, especially for families to, for children, especially to learn more about mother nature and plants um, and their, their properties to take care of our well being. And I, I always recommend it to people and send samples to others who um, they're living in, you know, apartment buildings in the middle of a city, or they don't have a green, you know, I live here in the mountains, but they don't have green, green spaces around them. And they still, they're craving that sense of um, plants where, you know, you can grow plants indoors, of course, but plants that are um, helpful to you in a variety of ways for your, you know, your immune support or your skin or your perfume that you can play around with and that will last quite some time too, as you know, things dry out and, and, and die as well. So it's just lovely. Just, you know, talking with different people, having consultations, using oils within private meditation sessions, virtual sessions, and helping others to really feel more in tune. I'm currently actually helping uh, one of my clients to use oils more with meditation and breath work alongside crystals and learning more about the chakras, which is what I was trained in um, first and foremost with meditation and just honing into that, that energy and those powers to tune into what feels best to you and the different ways that you can use what you need when, and what you have on hand as well too. That's so interesting. I didn't consider um, people that are living in, like you said, big cities and apartments and closed spaces and they don't, yeah necessarily have any form of nature around them and I do believe that on some sort of biological level we we crave that as humans you know people Mm -hmm. crave seeing the seaside or taking a walk in nature I know days where I feel overwhelmed or sluggish I realize I've been stuck inside too much lately and so I simply go Mm -hmm. outside step barefoot on the grass in my backyard Mm -hmm. take a few deep breaths and you feel so much better instantly but yeah like we were mentioning before about sensory activities for adults, this is simply another tool, another thing you can have in your toolkit that is doing a lot of stuff under the scenes in our body that we may not be fully aware of, but that we can reap so many benefits from. For sure. Absolutely. I mean, definitely, definitely taking that time to be within mother nature or even have, even, you know, on busy days when I can't get outside, having the window open, having, you know, just cracking the window open or, taking some time to, to look outside is um, really precious to not be in front of screen so much when you're, you know, if you're stuck indoors or quarantined or, or whatnot is happening and, or, you know, it's winter time or whatnot. And so um, being able to realize that you, you have these resources available to you and that you don't have to, um, you know, you don't have to suffer. You don't have to suffer. And so I, it's just an honor to be able to, because I'm always learning. I'm learning every day. Every, every time I'm using the oils, I'm researching, looking things up. And just because as we evolve, as I evolve in my journey too, um, my needs change as well. So being able to help others on their journey and find things that they can use or come back to. Um, because 
sometimes I meet people and they start out not liking uh, a particular oil um, and then they find a blend that they like or they want a, uh, you know, I create five custom blends for families too. They create, you know, I create a blend for them or they um, end up liking certain things that I wouldn't have picked out for them too. So it's just a really fun, it's a really fun part of self-care that I incorporate both into the parent coaching and the meditation. Um, and I'm always happy to answer anyone's questions, no matter what they have, or even if they, you know, have a different brand or something like that than, than doTERRA, which is what I used to. So we're coming to the end of our podcast episode now. Is there any last bit of uh, tips or advice that you can offer our audience relevant to mental health and well-being? Yeah, just, yeah, like, I, like I mentioned at the beginning, just taking that, that time to um, connect to yourself. I think one of the most simple practices that I've used is taking that time to close my eyes. I'm doing it right now, closing my eyes, placing a hand over my heart and just feeling, feeling my heartbeat and having that heart-centered connection to yourself is, and you know, and you can do this while you're praying, meditating, um, before you go to bed, just saying, saying things to yourself, like, I'm proud of you. Thank you. You know, you're doing the best that you can. Um, those things that we, we wish maybe we had people around who could tell us these things, but really honing the practice of taking the time to say these beautiful, loving things to yourself is something I have benefited from so much in life as I didn't get that early on. And it's lovely to be able to be my own support system and anchor when I, when I really need it the most. You're right. Sometimes we do need to accept those moments where we have to rely on ourselves to self-regulate and to calm down our nervous system and be present. I know I do that often now, whereas I feel like for a long time I was relying on others around me, whether that was a partner or a friend or Mm -hmm you know, even my therapist, but at some point we do need to also take some responsibility f- for keeping our mental health and well-being on track. Yeah. It's all a practice. I mean, but you know, at the end of the day, we're all like, like I said, we're all doing the best that we can and, and it's all just a practice and an ebb and a flow. Um, and knowing that we have ways that we can get back on the wagon, so to speak, is, is just really um, lovely and eye-opening and enlightening for us. You're right. And even something as simple as what you mentioned about putting your hand on your heart and taking a few deep breaths just to connect with yourself. Yeah. Even doing that just once in a day or once in a week, anything like that is going to be so beneficial. And once you realize how good things like this feel, then you're more inclined to do it more. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I mean, that's, uh, I would say the number one thing as a, you know, as a parent coach when I'm working on self-care with others is definitely finding practices that they love, that they can use consistently, incorporate into their routine and that actually feel good, that they're like, you know, that they're excited to do, that they are waking up and it's not becoming a dread or an extra stressor, but knowing that even on those days when it is that, you know, there are simpler things that they can do or that they can just, you know, pick back up again the next day. Are there any promotional offers that you can let our audience know that you do? Yeah, so I, uh, I offer a free e-guide um, download called the Calming Clarity Guide, and it has four 
breath work or breathing exercises with some essential oil pairings and a couple of other communication tips for families um, at bit.ly slash confident parent, one word, and the C and the P are capitalized. And also for your audience, I wanted to offer something really special of 20% off to anyone who wanted to experience for the first time a meditation slash breathwork session or a parent coaching session um, at beautyinparenting.com slash book now with the code 20 off capitalized. And I also offer free 30 minute consultations always to help and listen to the areas where I could support you the most and to be able to figure out uh, some solutions and a plan moving forward of the ways that you can feel the best and receive the most benefits out of my offerings. Thank you so much, Aperna, for coming on to the Gentle Counselor podcast today. If you would like more from Aperna, you can find her at Beauty in Parenting. She has a website, beautyinparenting.com. You can also find her on Instagram and Facebook as well at Beauty in Parenting. And I'll also make sure to have those links down below for you. Thank you so much for having me, Crystal, today. It's been a really beautiful conversation and I can't wait to... um, hopefully meet some of your audience and and share with them as well.